Welcome to Nacho Fitness Coach. I'm Sarah, the expert. And I'm Keely, the beginner. Join us as we discuss fitness culture from our two very different perspectives. So grab yourself a protein shake or a glass of wine and let's get started. So Kaylee. Yes. A few episodes ago, or at least earlier in the season, we talked about that. I think it was maybe the healthy wager episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we had the transformation pictures. Yeah. We briefly brought up social media and how, I mean, how that can just kind of impact mm-hmm. a mental view upon like health and wellness. Goals. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this would be a really great topic to dig deeper on. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I have the perfect person to have on, to have on as perfect. a guest. And so and she's here and she's here <laughs> in person in the flesh and bud. Emily say hello. hello. <laughs> so Le- Emily is a licensed mental health therapist nice yes and we've had sidebar conversations of the impacts of social media with children we have yeah but we've not really discussed the side of it with adults no and there's a big side and the big side and especially as it relates to health and wellness goals Mm -hmm. the transformation pictures are really good marketing but you know how does that kind of impact some things so Mm -hmm. I know. Here we go. Here we're we gonna, go. We're going to talk about I'm excited. it. excited. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so happy you're here. I know. This is I'm good excited enough. to be here. I'm this... a, little, a little nervous. No, oh. don't be nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous. We're good. It's just us. We're just having some girl talk. Okay. Sarah about... bites occasionally. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Kaylee tries to be funny and her <laughs> jokes like bomb on me. With you. Only with you. Only with you. You're a tough crowd. Uh, I, I just don't get them. I know. <laughs> Okay, sweet baby angel. <laughs> um, so yeah, when we had that episode, we talked about the wager, the bets, the pictures. Yeah, where you bet on your. Yeah, I think it was that episode, wasn't it? We should take better notes. I know. We should. Well, one one of the episodes earlier in season two, and it is. It's a big. I would have personal training clients come in, and they would have a picture for me that they're like, "This is my goal." Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's just sit and talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm what it's going to take to get to that goal. But once you have that in your head and social media is posting all like the best pictures out there, mm-hmm. it's crazy. All the highlight reels of yep, the afters and life and still photos. I'm like, well, when she's walking, it's still jiggly. You know, <laughs> they just got done doing pushups real fast. And, right. Yeah. And they got well, the and no photo that anybody posts online is the only photo they took. There's a <laughs> no, there's a <laughs> hundred more. Right. Yeah. That, that they're, the, it's the perfect yep. angle. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, people would come in clients in their initial sessions and they would be like, I want to look like this. It's like, that's not real. Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about it. It's hard to tell people. So what do you, what do you tell people when they have pictures in their mind from social media or online that's impacting their goal setting? Is that your question towards me? Yeah, I think so. Do you have an answer oh, for that I question? I have an answer for that. I, I mean, think, it's a loaded, it's a loaded question, really. I mean, I think we have a lot to unpack with that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, can you be real with them? Are they in a place where they're vulnerable and they can accept what you're going to say to them? Or are they in a place where they're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe I need to switch some things around and, yeah. and navigate this in a different way? It's a tough conversation, though. Yeah. It's a tough conversation. People have histories, mm-hmm. you know, that it's trauma. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> As I pointed like at Kaylee. <laughs> okay. Not All you, right. Okay. Okay. Go on. Well, <laughs> keep going on. Carry on. But it just, it is a side that it's, it has become a conversation. I 
feel like specifically more as it relates to children. Mm -hmm. But the conversation to me yet doesn't feel as vocal as it relates to adults. Do you think it does? Are people talking about the health, like the mental health effects of of social media? Of social media on I as not the professional here. I I think it is not talked about as far as adults because it's just kind of something we grew with, you know, the rise of the internet and Mm -hmm. social media. And, Mm -hmm. and it was never something that our parents had to like carefully introduce us to because it was new to them, you know, and we were already adults when it came out. Some of us. Well, I was. Yeah, I was. I mean, too. I you was to like get a Facebook Whoop. account. You had to be a college student, and I missed I w- it because yeah. I was already out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of college, oh, yeah. and I started working with people that had just graduated. And they're like, "Oh yeah, there's this thing called Facebook," and I was like, well, "That sounds kind of cool. Can I sign up?" And they're like, "Ooh, no, oh, you're too. Yeah. You don't. You don't have well, a." And even on Facebook, then people weren't posting selfies. It no, was, it didn't start it out that way. Figure out where the party was, or. Yep. You, a study group if you studied and right <laughs> do you remember when it first started like you had to write it as if it was like a third, third person, person. You'd like be it like, was like sarah is blah and yep. like defaulted that in yes, yeah it did. you I know so it was like the that. only thing you yeah. could say is you're like i have to finish this sentence and so i'm like sarah is trying really hard to work but i'm not or whatever yeah it, and was. it was forced uh-huh yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't photos, but when it, no. when it did become photos, I don't know if you guys did this, but it would be like, you would drop like 90 pictures of a party. Yes. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it was from your camera, media. from your point and shoot camera. Yeah. Yes. You had to upload it with the, <laughs> do a whole album. Yeah. yeah. The SD card or the USB. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. So it, social media originally was, you know, formed for connection and community mm-hmm. and then it, I don't know. I mean, I can't even think. I think it just kind of took on a life of its own and has become what it has become. And I don't think that, um, you know, we talk about at what age are kids, you know, ready to handle social media, but there's a lot of adults that are not ready. No social media. It's a lot, but I don't think that's talked about. Uh -uh. No, let's talk about it. Cause it's evolved. (laughs) It's evolved. Yeah. Yeah. It's evolved. And it, it's, uh, I mean, just thinking about talking with you guys today, I, I took some time to kind of dive into thoughts about it. And there's, you know, there's the good, there's some good to it. For there's sure. There's the bad, and then there's the really ugly with it. Yep. And yeah, I mean, you just have to kind of unfold those different things. But like you said, we, us sitting here mm-hmm. didn't grow up with it. And I don't think, I don't think it's talked about enough with adults. No. We're worried about what it's doing to our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to have a whole generation of what will be adults here in 20 years that, you know, we have our gripes about our parents and their generation and how they parented and whatever. For us, it's going to be my mom sat and started her phone 100%. all the time. Yeah. Role modeling that for mm-hmm. our kids because it's easier to do that. Mm-hmm than to sit and read a book or be quiet in your thoughts. You know, we don't do that anymore. We don't take that quiet time. Um, I was just reading an article too about, about specifically about that and how back in the day when you would go to the doctor, you check in or whatever kind of appointment, sorry. And then you would, you'd sit in the waiting room, Mm -hmm. right? And You'd either make conversation with someone that was next to you, or you would stare at them and watch them, or you'd find a magazine or a brochure that you didn't really want to read, but you read it anyway, but you were aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And now, even as adults, 
we pull our phone out yep. and scroll or read a blog or read whatever Twitter or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And we don't interact with anybody in any way. Yep. And so then you also can't be mindful of like being present. It takes away that present piece of just in like, what are you doing right, right now? What are you shifting into? Are you going to a doctor's appointment? That's really scary. Can you think about it before? It's kind of an escape. Yeah. It really not is. feeling those emotions Mm-mm, then. So right. you're like really disconnected, not only from the world around you, yep. but you're disconnected with your own feelings with your because you just are like moving through the motion. Well, mm-hmm. and I, I know it's a big difference in eye contact from people. Yes. Like people aren't used to talking to you with eye contact anymore. Like I coaching some high schoolers and I'm like, mm-hmm. can you look at me in the huddle because their eyes are like, it's like they can't make eye contact. And like, yeah. you look at people when you're talking to them, but yeah. they just, they don't anymore. They're looking at their phones. They're like texting people that are in the same room. Mm-hmm. Sitting right next to them. Right next yeah. to them. And yeah. Yeah. it's like, what is going on? Oh, no. no. So we, we have to teach that and we have to model it. And that's yeah. right now what I'm seeing, you know, with, I've worked with youth so much is that I talk to the parents like you have you have to model it yourself um, and trying to teach them as a family how to monitor their own Mm -hmm. social media or phone use. And if you're like if you're picking it up to do work, make it an announcement or do it in a certain area that the kids know, hey, I'm doing work right now. That's why I have it. That's what I'm doing. And so it's not just this like. I don't know. You just grab and just keep looking. Yep. Well, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to get news, you had to sit down and you're reading newspaper. Mm-hmm. So somebody in the room knew, hey, they are they're yep. reading the newspaper. They are getting the mm-hmm. news. This is what they're doing. That is a hard thing about your phones is because you can be doing a lot of different things. It could be work. It could be mind numbing, like social media scrolling. You could actually be reading the news, but the people in the room around you have no, no idea. idea. Yep. And so if they're trying to get your attention or talk to you, it's like, is what you're doing more important than that or not? But they don't, they don't know. They don't know at yeah. all. And yep. it's no. just, it's a wild thing. Yeah. But as adults, we have to be the ones that are mindful of that. Yep. Yep. With we our kids. Mm-hmm. But also then too, recognizing how your own habits through social media are impacting you personally, mm-hmm. yes. your goals, your mental wellness, like, yep. you know, so. Yep. I think one thing that social media is really good at is telling us that we are not enough. Yes. We're not enough at making the right meals. We're not enough at looking the right way. We don't make enough money. Don't I'm have not the perfect a good mom. clean house. Yeah. Don't drive the right car. Oh, I'm using the wrong pans. Like it's everything. It is telling mm-hmm. us we are not enough in every area of our life. Yep. And that's where I think when you talk about fitness, um, that can get you in a really deep, dark place yeah. real quick because you're thinking fitness, I want to be healthy, but usually fitness, as it's you physique know, related. is physique. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has been. That's how yeah. I got started with it. Well, I mean, I, I was always an athlete. I grew up being an athlete and I, I did see the unhealthy side of it and I could feel myself like I had to pick a road. Yeah. But then once I was like, okay, I want to change my habits to not go down the unhealthy road. Mm-hmm. Well, what did I know to do? focus on the physique goals right and it was like okay I want to know how I feel yeah in my clothes yeah I want to know I want to see a six-pack I want to do all the things and so that's where I personally went directly to was Mm -hmm. physique goals yeah but not that that's everyone yours were health yeah related Mm -hmm. you just wanted to move more but I mean I'm definitely not immune from seeing you know somebody else's transformation and I'm like oh Mm -hmm. you know it's like 
because you don't see all the hard work that they put no. in. No. Um, you just see the quick before and after. And it's like, why can't I just do that? Yeah. Well, you give up a lot. It took a lot of work. It takes a ton of work, <laughs> yep. you know, and that's one thing, you know, as a, somebody that was an outsider looking at fitness competitors, for me, I admit, I immediately thought, oh, they are just selfish and that they, you know, are only concerned about what they look like on the mm-hmm. outside, you know, cause you just see that at the end. But then as I did a show and I was backstage, everyone is super normal. And a lot of them were just like, I'm proud of myself for being here. You know, like this. And yeah. once you do it for yourself, you realize how much it does take and the blood, sweat and tears. And all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, yeah. I'm actually really encouraging to people because I know what it took to get that. To get there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've always been really curious about that because I was a power lifter and that was totally different where you weren't focused on physique. You were focused on how much you could lift. Yes. Um, but I had to lose weight. I had to cut weight. Luckily I didn't to get have in to, your class to get in my class. Yeah. But luckily I didn't have to cut much. Um, but I was always interested in the physique aspect. I just was so afraid that once I went there, it would be not good. Oh, Mentally, I got I think I would get to a place where I either was pretty sad and yeah. down and nothing was ever good enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So I never went that direction. But so tell me more about that. So mine, <laughs> mine started, I was proud of myself. Like it was okay. I found a new goal. I found a new being an athlete. All I ever knew how to work out was to train as an athlete. So that was a huge shift for me to begin with was first figuring out, okay, I don't have to go to a two hour practice every single day. Mm-hmm. So I learned that I always thought that I was eating pretty good, but I learned more about nutrition and how that changed things. So those two things were good. The first competition, I was like, oh, that was really fun. I'm proud of myself. Oh, I can do this again. Like it was fun, 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 fun. Right. And then it stayed fun for the next one. And then even one more, it was fun. But then all of a sudden it was like, okay, now I've seen some girls do a few different shows with me and I've seen how much they've changed. And then my competitive side came out and it was, oh, I'm not doing this anymore just because this is fun. I want to win. And so then- Not you. No, not at all. (laughs) No, not at all. So then when my competitive side came out, I I wanted to win. And I, 16 weeks, I was perfect. I mean, I, I did everything perfectly. It was the best physique package I put together. It was, this is it. Well, and that's I a whole this. mind trick in itself, trying oh, to do that every day for, for weeks. Absolutely. And so then it was, but then when you go through all of that and you're like, this is the best I've ever been. When you step on stage, you're still getting compared to other people. It is a fitness mm, competition. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, gold star, you're better than you were the last yeah. show. Yeah. You're still getting judged. And so that fourth show, I was like, cloud nine, super proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was wrecked. I bawled for like 20 minutes in the bathroom. Not after 20 I got minutes. Done because <laughs> I was like, what, what was the it was, switch? It was cause I didn't win. I was so like, she I would like for sure I was going to go pro she'd ever done. And yeah. right. I was like, I'm going to get my pro card. Like this is my, I'm going to do this. This is going to be yeah. my career. It's going to be part of my identity because I'm a pro fitness competitor yeah. now. And it was, and you I, weren't I, the I finished, best. I finished top 10 at a world's competition yeah, but wow. it was not it was not enough because yeah. i didn't get my pro card i didn't get a medal yeah. like top 10 medal but that's different and I just what that does yeah what that does to yes. you so i was away from i was that. done i was like nope i'm not doing this again and then i got pregnant had l and it was like you know maybe i'll maybe i'll do like a comeback one mm-hmm. you know but then i crashed worse after that one because i was so proud of myself how i did it 
same thing left started that morning thinking I am so proud of myself best I've ever been like super accomplished with patting myself on the back <laughs> well you worked hard worked so hard yeah. and I was like I just had a baby nine months ago and yeah. this is amazing and now I'm stepping on stage and then when the announcements like the show results came on it was just I, mm-hmm. I was crushed same thing didn't finish so top I'm didn't. curious what that looked like after like you you know, you said you cried after, but then like, how long were the effects for you after that oh. of your self-worth? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, cause the personal training gym that I was a trainer at in Kansas city, that was kind of their world was mm-hmm. the fitness competitions and they heavily marketed to the 12 to 16 week transformations. It was kind of their jam. And so I felt like I even failed them, you know? So walking back into work that day, it was I, I failed you guys. I, I thought I was ready. I was going to go pro like, you know, cause they even extra marketed their trainers that had pro cards and people would want to train with them more yeah, because they were pro right. cards. And it was just, yeah, it was a, I mean, it's a crash. But I think like the hyper fixation on something like that, where you, that, that is your life for however long yeah. it takes to yep. get there. And then for that, you know, and you've heard about like Olympians and stuff like that going in and like they train so hard and yeah, it's hard. And then once it's over, they just have like no sense of purpose Mm -hmm. or, and then, well, and that, I mean, I kind of went through it then twice, you know, cause you come off of being a collegiate athlete. Yeah. You don't know how to live life after, which Mm. you do too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. You're like, now what do I do with me? I'm so used to like going, going, going and having to be at a certain standard. And then there's no like babies in the standard changes very fast. Yep. There's no detransition out of college athlete. No. All of a sudden you graduate and you're done and you're like, yep. What do I go do now? (laughs) Well, I trained around a marathon. Oh. I did that too. I was pretty proud of you myself. You did? I didn't run a I, half. That's good. But it was in the marathon Absolutely. World, for sure. Right? But that's what I think you default to doing is you're like, okay, what do I do? Oh, I guess I just become a runner. Mm-hmm. You see people running and that's just what your life is. So yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. But you went through some of that then too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think just in the last year, I have noticed um, that I really have think, thinking fitness, thinking eating, I think I've had some distor- disordered eating, not in the sense of like bulimia or anorexia, but after babies not bouncing back like mm-hmm. social media tells us we should yep. or everyone is, you know, I think I was, I don't know, I had kind of like a love-hate relationship with food. Yeah. I didn't ever punish myself, but I would have guilt about eating mm-hmm. certain things. And then if I, you know, didn't go for a walk or exercise or lift or whatever it was. The reason I wasn't losing weight was because I was eating bad and not taking care of myself. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's been a journey I think for me. And then really realizing like I did have some disordered Mm -hmm. stuff going on there. There, I'm I'm probably going to butcher this statistic. I'm going to try to find it while we're talking, but there, I mean, it is, great that you say disordered eating because there's a large percentage of adults that have disordered yeah. eating it's not yeah, an official not diagnosis yeah or right. bulimia it's not or... but there's this whole other category where i feel like it was like 70 percent of adults have disordered eating i'm gonna find it i'm gonna try to find Which it, it i mean it really just comes down to an unhealthy relationship yes. with food yes eating. which right. I think a lot of people. So it's not a diagnosed eating disorder, no. right? But just that un, yes, mm-hmm. unhealthy, unregulated, un, yeah, un, yeah, 
the so, unhealthy relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yep. With yep. regards to either mm-hmm. behavior or feelings, mm-hmm. that guilt that mm-hmm. comes along with so much of it. Yep. Um, yep. Adult. I'm going to try to figure that out. And being in shape, looking like you're in shape, like um, the highlight reels on social media mm-hmm. does not equal healthy. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I think so many of us see these women and these men looking fit and assume mm-hmm. that means they're healthy. Yep. And they're and not. It's not always. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And people that have those highlight reels, they don't stay like that. You know, when they're super lean, they'll take like six week or six months worth of social media content while oh. they're lean and they will batch mm-hmm. release it. And so you won't necessarily see, which is unfortunate because you know what? I feel like if you're somebody that is a fitness competitor or if you are a fitness influencer, somebody that's on social media, you should not play the game of, I look like this year round. Mm-hmm. Now there are some people that do. And I know a few of them that are just really super dialed in. That's just their lifestyle yeah. and they can do it. But the, a lot of them, they'll get super shredded for a show, stack up on pictures for I did not know this. Time. Oh yeah. And so either. then for six months, they'll just release out all their pictures that they took when they were shredded mm-hmm. and they won't necessarily show you yeah. what their normal body fat percentage yeah. is. Hmm. See, so this is where social media is not helpful. It's not mm-hmm. helpful. No, it's just not, it's not real. None of it is real. Honestly, mm-hmm. I can even look at my social media as right. You know, I'm yeah. a stay at home mom, homeschool mom. So it's all a lot it's the highlight reel. And yeah. stuff. And it's like, I can look at it and be like, that's all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, You're like, it's the best. This is my favorite picture <laughs> yeah. from the day. Yep. Like, but it doesn't show you all nope. like the horrible ones that you're like, oh, exactly. Damn. And then it's like, I just need a moment. Yeah, I'm not going to find the statistic, but I know. So all my nutrition certification is from Precision Nutrition, and they've been the ones that I know that have talked about, like, disordered eating. You're looking so, for, like, what? Yeah, percentage. What, what you should know of, about disordered eating. So disordered eating is a complicated I phenomenon. I think it would be so hard to pin a number on that. It should be like, viewed as a set of behaviors and experiences rather than specific, narrowly defined medical condition. Eating disorder. So that's disorders, though. Um, those are actually ones that get conditioned there's no single cause cyclical in nature lots of just types but then yeah it can just be a lot bigger mm-hmm. yeah so. i don't i don't think that it would be probably super diagnosable because those people are going so. in and no. saying i mean or, i could look back it's not know. noticeable or sometimes yeah. you're not even aware about the fact that right. your habits do technically yeah. classify you as disordered eating. I just read about disordered eating for the first time, probably a couple months ago. And I'm reading through it and I'm like, oh, there've been plenty of, you know, periods of time in my life where I'm like, you know, I won't eat until, you know, 2 PM. And then it's a super unhealthy meal. And then, you know, and then like binge right before on Mm -hmm. super, you know, crap food right before you go to sleep and just, just a really unhealthy pattern Mm -hmm. of eating. And it's not me trying to you know, have any one goal with it. Right. Um, it's just an un, yeah. unregulated, unhealthy pattern. Yeah. Kind of an yeah. unconscious, you know, um, it is. Yeah. Behavior that we do until mm-hmm. we really start to understand what it is and educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I think there's so many people out there. Yeah. It's just taking the time to just stop and pay attention. I think yep. maybe mm-hmm. to like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what, things do you eat that actually make you feel yeah. 
crappy and what, you know, and just being more intentional about. Are you eating when you're triggered? Like, mm-hmm. are they the feelings yeah. of right. stress yeah. or emotions mm-hmm. or, I mean, there's, it's unpacking a lot. Mm-hmm. It is unpacking a lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. And just those pictures, I do feel like on social media just can very incorrectly taint people's mm-hmm. health and wellness goals when mm-hmm. it should be health. They should be healthy. Yeah. It should be healthy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's about how you feel yep. and are you eating a nutritious diet with like the colors, which can be difficult to do and you got to be intentional and break the habits, mm-hmm. but and it takes work. It's not fast and easy. No, you have to, it can become very overwhelming, very fast. I feel like that's what's happened to me um, lately just on my health journey is I just like feel like I'm saturated with, or I'm trying to learn how to maneuver this. Yep. And then I just get overwhelmed with like, well, I'll just go back to, yep. back to what Same. I know because it's easy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. But I don't feel good when mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I don't feel good at all. So no. right. yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's an easy one I think to dial into though, is how does the food make you feel? Mm-hmm. 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 But taking the time to notice that. Yep. Whether, to notice it. Yeah. Whether it's making your stomach feel like that cramps are probably an easy one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, is it making you feel sluggish? Yeah. How clearly are you thinking? Are you tired? You know, all those things can relate to it. Absolutely. You don't necessarily know, but there was earlier when we were talking about social media and how it started, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the Social Dilemma movie. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. You guys both watched yes. that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is a crazy way. So if you have not watched the Social Dilemma movie, I hi- I personally highly recommend it. I don't know about the two of you. 100%. But yeah, you got to watch good. it. And but have your husband or significant other or someone watch I did, because I started watching it, and I remember we hit a certain point where I stopped, and I called Dana in, and I was like, you were watching yeah. this with me, because we together have to be on the same page mm-hmm. to understand how this will affect our kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned having, like, a designated spot mm-hmm. where they know we're working on something. That's my kitchen. I have yeah. one spot where I leave my phone. Oh. And that way it's if they, I'm going to that spot, if I have to, for the gym or yeah. whatever, and it's yeah. like, just, I need a moment. I'm doing it right now, but I, I don't ever on the rarest occasion, do I take it upstairs for bedtime? I don't rarely, I rarely take it down in the basement, like for when they're yeah. playing in their play zone. Yeah. So finding rules for yourself mm-hmm. to make sure you're present. Mm-hmm. And it's, you don't realize how hard it is. Yeah. You don't realize it's a problem yeah. until you. Yeah try and put those, um, you know, rules for yourself in place. Like I've, you know, we go down to our school room for school and I'm like, you know, I don't need my phone down there. Mm-hmm. But then if I don't bring it, it's, just, you know, yeah. there's just, it's an, an addiction, you, you know, feel, you feel like you've lost. A yeah. I don't something. need it yeah. for anything, but you're like, Oh, it's part of me. What if, mm-hmm. um, so our kids are a little bit older now and I, we asked them what they notice about us as parents with technology mm-hmm. and our phones and kids get real, real fast. Yeah. And yeah. so they are like, well, you'll be on it and you won't really answer my questions yeah. or, and the, we kind of talked about different times of the day when they need my attention and I am like gravitated to my yeah. phone, which is usually after school time coming down from work. So my husband and I have talked to worked on not having our phones be present, like in the living room with the kids. Yeah. You know, when you're outside doing activities, we designated a drawer that they can go into. And I think that has been one of the biggest things. Mm -hmm. If you don't see it and you don't hear it, 
then, I mean, it takes a little detoxing, I would say, because sometimes you're like, think you hear like a vibrator, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just being intentional with making sure that it's not around. I don't know. I just always like getting my kids, not always, but I think it's important to get our kids' opinions too on some of those things, what they're noticing, so then we can adjust and... I feel like I need to ask my kids that question because even though I feel like I try hard, there's probably times where I, but then yeah. I can also be perfectly present in the moment looking at you and still saying yes. And like the two-year-old, <laughs> the phone was nowhere around. Uh-huh. She was like asking me if she could smash the four-year-old's like creation that he had built. Like, and we'd like, already uh-huh. talked yep. to her about like, you know, I already talked to her about if you build it, you can smash it, but he built that. So don't smash it. Cause she'd done it earlier. And we had this whole thing. She saw it over the shelf and she's like asking me if she could smash it. And I didn't quite catch it right away. And so I was like, uh-huh. And she stopped and looked at me and kind of was like, is that, are you sure? <laughs> and it was that, I mean, she's not even two yet. And uh-huh. I was like, or she is two. And so she's like, are you sure about that? And it was like, oh, wait, you're actually asking if you could smash. Yeah. Them. Actually, thank you for double checking. You're right. <laughs> she called you out. She totally did. Yeah. Like, wow. Which part of that's They're just smart. being a mom and like always saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. The other part, I do think social media and our phones play a part of, well, you said you were totally present. I am not always present yeah. in those cases. But this thing right here has taught us not to be present mm-hmm. in the moment and- yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it, it just has like a trickle effect, I feel mm-hmm. like, on everything, mm-hmm. everything, physical, mental. Yep. And it just, it, that, that the crazy part is, is I think it happened on a massive scale without anybody really even Very quickly. noticing it, mm-hmm. you know, and now everybody's, I feel like just now people are starting to have these conversations where it's like, wait, is this a problem? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a problem. It is very it is much a problem. a problem. It is. Yeah. I was in a training today. And we are just talking about being present. It's kind of like a mindfulness thing. And they gave a percentage that 60 to 70% of our time as humans is spent thinking about the future or the past. Um, and they kind of correlated that to, I mean, that's always been there, you mm-hmm. know, but then when we have these highlight reels yep. or expectations or feeling like we're not good enough, we're never really mm-hmm. present in what we're doing. But I thought that was in our, and then, in, I don't know, what are the things that we're telling ourselves too in those, yeah. like what's, what's the yeah. narrative that we keep telling ourselves? So as I look at this woman, that's two days postpartum, that looks like she's, you know, yeah. fit, like, I don't know. And it's oh. funny because they're yeah. posting it when somebody posts something like that. I think they're doing it for themselves mm-hmm. because the feedback that they get makes them feel good about themselves that's why we all post about our lives is you Mm -hmm. want that positive feedback not realizing that somebody else is going to look at that and it's going to make them feel crappy about themselves I don't know that I don't think that's anybody's intention no um one thing I started doing a little over it's been two years now year and a half I went on my Facebook because Facebook is one of those things you just scroll scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and it's all this unsolicited information about yeah. people's lives you know or opinions keep, unsolicited opinions. well yeah and then you get it you know and i'm like i want the status updates back can we like yeah just go back to the <laughs> Emily well, is there on is. The couch. <laughs> i think i'll see the rest of it <laughs> covid really did a number on like yeah. you know as far as people's how, opinions yeah and, but so what yeah. i did was i 
just went unfollowed yeah. everybody and everything. Yep. I don't follow any of the groups. I, I still have it all. I didn't like unfriend everybody. I, it's still, yep. and that if, way I, you can check if I want to go, like I'll be like, wonder what Sarah's been up to. Yeah. I'll go. And then so I had a friend ask me when I did it. She's like, well, what if you like forget about somebody? And I'm like, well, that's probably well, fine I guess then. <laughs> I just, yeah. It wasn't all that important in the first place. Yeah. And it, it has been a huge like game changer. Just it's not all this like noise, extra noise. information yeah. so in your noise. brain. Yes. Yeah. And you don't know how you're going to deal with it or manage mm-hmm. it. Or it's like, well, cause one know. thing can change your mood. Yes. You know, you're scrolling Facebook and it's like one person's mm-hmm. opinion or one person's this yep. or that. It's just like, it can change the way you just yeah. felt. And yeah. Like, and then that crazy. creates that narrative yes. of what do you tell yourself all day long? Something, yep. Yeah. Something that I like to do with clients that I work with is we, we talk about self-talk and we really dive into like, what is, Mm -hmm. what are the things that you are saying to yourself every day? And are those things that you would say to your husband or your significant, or your Your best friend, your best friend. And we deep dive into that with them, like doing a journal and keeping track of what they say and then replacing it with the truths instead of the lies and the narrative that we keep telling ourselves all the time. And so like right off of that social media, that definitely creates mm-hmm. a lot of that narrative. It really right? does. And you, cause you don't even realize how it affects you until it's over. You know, if you yeah. are scrolling, you don't even realize it's that specific mood at that time, yep. that post all of a sudden will set you off, yep. which another day or time or whatever, you probably would have not even thought anything well, about it's like it, but you just don't even know until it stuff. hits you. It like it's stupid. like, you know, it's December 1st and I'm like, oh, so-and-so put up her Christmas decorations and I haven't done that yet. <laughs> right. Why am I so worthless and lazy uh, uh, yeah. and why can't I just go right. get out my, you know, and yeah. it's right. stupid stuff. Oh <laughs> yes. 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 So you would, you shouldn't even know about no. really like the FOMO. We didn't growing up, we didn't have FOMO until right. we went back to school on Monday and found out we weren't invited to yep. the party. Right. You know, right. and now they know, right. We all know right away. We're not there. Soak in it. Yeah, you soak in all it. weekend. Yeah, and you I just are, feel miserable that you weren't invited. Why was I not invited? But yeah, back in the day you'd find out about it and you maybe pout about it for that day. And then it was and over. over. Yep. Yeah. It was over. Yeah. It was yeah. Over. Wow. What are we doing to ourselves? Well, I think we need to go it's back wild. to just no phones and no yeah. social media. You know what? I'm all for that. I've actually advocated just in our house having one no technology day, like whether yeah. it's a Saturday or yeah. Sunday. It has to be a weekend mm-hmm. where it's like, no, we need to be mindful mm-hmm. and present with each other, not just us with our kids, but with each other. Yep. Like the entire day, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. I know we feel like we do. But yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. It takes practice too. I mean, it does for us now because of this distraction. I think back when we were younger, we were outside playing with friends or our parents were raking leaves or whatever. We filled our time. But yeah, you have to be, you have to like figure out how to do that. I think it's hard. I think it's hard um, to do one day if you're doing like technology all of the other days because they yeah. say that it take it could take up to like three months to fully detox from a device if you're using it mm-hmm. that frequently oh I don't doubt that, mm-hmm. that I think I could do that though I really think I would be oh, yeah. totally fine without having my phone around for three months we've thought about getting rid of the tv we have we have two tvs one upstairs and one downstairs but and then our kids, we don't have any tablets. They don't have mm-hmm. any phones. We got a landline. 
So nice. our kids have a, they have a landline. They had to memorize all their friends' phone numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, growing up, one of the things that always made me think twice about who I was calling was knowing that their parents were probably <laughs> yep. going to answer yes. the phone. You know what I mean? And you just and say so you had to ask yeah. for you the person. You really had to want to talk to that yeah. person because you're like, if dad answered that phone, he's like, um, hi, can yes. I please talk to so-and-so? <laughs> well, and that's what's crazy about the fact that these, like, these devices our phones they kind of they derived from phones you know audio right conversation they're not used for that anymore. and now it's like i actually still sometimes and yeah you've been on the receiving end i've, I've called sarah before because sometimes i just like whatever it is that i need i just need like an immediate response <laughs> or it's going to just be more of a conversation right. than yeah. i want to yeah. have over text but like <laughs> the first time it happened i was like did you call me hello <laughs> like, is something wrong why are you calling like, me is that a butt dial? Or like, <laughs> and it, no, it was intentional. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I mean, like, let's talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I didn't know this did well, this. Uh-huh. This is a real thing. I mean, I use it to call and like make appointments and stuff, but really anymore to talk to oh. friends. I don't. That's kind of sad. We should. It is should sad. Talk more. That's what my husband's always like. I'll be like, oh, I was talking with this friend and we were talking about this and she said this and I said that, you know, like, and he's like, were you talking or texting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> were you talking? Was this over? A phone call or text? And then I'm like, it was text message. He's like, he's like, okay. Well, you were <laughs> talking text to her then. later. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is, it is pretty crazy. Just the whole, all of it. It is. Yeah. All of it. And so I don't know if I answered any of your questions. You totally no, answered like all we the questions. This has been great. We went, went a long way. Sarah and I have a way of taking a, a topic and completely derailing it. <laughs> and then we're like, what were we, what what were we talking about? What was this episode about? to be? Um, but I think we stayed pretty close. We stayed pretty close today. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to um, touch on before we? I'm trying to think. So uh, you'll think of a million things tonight. I know, I'll that think of, happens I was, every day. That's okay. We record more episodes. Okay. So yeah. Um, just thinking about the work that I do with my clients too. Something that comes up is we don't celebrate our successes. And so, because if you put that out mm-hmm. and you either in person put it out, it feels very uncomfortable yep. or on social media, then you're full of yourself. Yep. But related to like fitness and mental health, if we don't start to celebrate like our little successes that we make, whether that's feeling healthier or working yeah. on your mental health or a relationship, we're not going to continue to make any sort of progress. Right. So I think that's something that's really important instead of you know, hearing that narrative all the time that's negative or that I'm not enough, we need to kind of do the opposite and start acknowledging our successes so we can keep moving forward. Yeah. Those baby steps, Mm -hmm. because that's what it takes. You're Mm -hmm. not going to just take that leap. It's got to be all the little things that add up over time. But you're right. That is hard because say on social media, you want to go share a success, you know, and it, but then it's crazy. Like the comments people will make. Yeah. And it's just like, you would not say that to somebody in person. Yeah. They, they posted it cause they wanted to share that they were super happy and healthy or what happy mm. about some milestone in their life, personal journey, you know, share it. And so yeah. it's just, it's so sad it's right, Yeah, how it goes down that way. So then, yeah, what was supposed to be a happy event turns yeah. into a negative event. It does. Yeah. It just you know, is there a way on Facebook you can turn off comments? There is an Instagram. Instagram, I know there is. I don't think there is. Yeah. Yeah. You can turn off likes and comments, which I think is nice. I like that feature. Yeah. Because then you're not associating that 
value yeah. of right. content to whatever. Do you think adults associate associate that as much as youth do? Sorry, I'm cutting out. I do. Do you? I do. I yeah. think so. I think when your y- minds are young and impressionable, it maybe impacts you at a different level. Yeah. I mean, just watching that movie. I mean, they show yeah. that, how much that affects you, but it, I know it affects me. Does it like on your personal account or does it on your business account? Because I feel like for me, I've noticed it on my business account. I put something out there and then I'm like, oh, no one's responding. But on my personal, I put it out and I'm just like, oh, I'm moving on with life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, it totally does. Because then you try to figure out. And that's that's also what's hard. Social media is one big game. It is. You're never going to figure out the Uh -uh. algorithm. They change it. And I don't think people understand that part of it, too. And it's also not just because you put it out there. Does it get shown to everyone on the other side? It all depends on engagement. I mean, it is it's a monster. It really has turned into something that's Mm -hmm. really completely different than when it started. And so I totally do. It's like, why didn't anybody like that? And Mm -hmm. you take it personally for a while. And then I'm realizing, oh. Maybe it's actually because nobody saw it, mm-hmm. but that yeah. still doesn't erase that immediate knee-jerk reaction uh-huh. of, oh, people didn't like it. Yep. Or I still go back to that one girl that was giving us a hard time for drinking alcohol in one of the comments. <laughs> I think that was a fever dream because I don't know. No, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. But it Someone like, didn't like that you guys were having yeah, drinks? Yeah, so story, like the stories, you know, they pop up and they go oh, away, yeah. but like it was, we had done an episode about, in season one, about alcohol and its effects specifically on hormones. Uh-huh. And I am not an all or nothing kind of person. I feel like life is full yeah. of shades of gray. Mm-hmm. And when you try to go black or white with things like this, you're just, it's not going to stick, you know? Mm-hmm. And so alcohol is the one, everyone has different opinions on it. But for me, I'm like, well, we let's enjoy a drink while we, we have, record. you know, we drink while we record. And so, you know, I don't really sit at home and do it. Yeah. I don't really do it a lot mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, but yeah, there was one comment on back on one of the stories. I shared it somewhere and she was like, well, they sound drunk and they're talking about <laughs> hormones and drunk alcohol, but they, have, said we yeah, drunk. they have, she's like, they're, they're slurring. I think it was a video meme, but she was like, she's slurring. <laughs> if anybody was her answer, oh right. I'm like, you drink twice as much as I do during these recording sessions. And she's like, is it me or she's slurring her speech? And is that wine glass that's sitting oh there? I'm like, gosh. well, what I wasn't slurring, it's like slurring. I was trying to be mindful with my words. Yeah. It was an interesting topic. And two, it's like, yes, we did. We had, yeah. we had some wine. It's funny. There. Yeah. The the audacity of some people. I and it's know. because it's behind a keyboard yeah. and mm. nobody really has to be accountable for. And you don't think about mm-hmm. the person's feelings on the other no. side. And I don't yep. know. I mean, it doesn't. I don't feel like it's talked enough with adults. I don't think we notice it as much, how much it affects us. Mm-hmm. I think it changes how we interact with our kids, which is a whole nether thing. Yep. So I don't know. Your self-worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel like it affects adults in the same way as kids? I mean, I do. Yes, I know it does. I mean, adults are still struggling with yeah. self-worth, self-harm, depression, mm-hmm. suicide. The anxiety mm-hmm. pops up a lot with just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I just That's my brand. Yeah. <laughs> we just we don't always do a good job of taking care of ourselves yeah. and so because we're focused hyper focused on our kids mm-hmm. and making sure that they're doing okay, mm-hmm. but we as a system, family system, mom, dad, whoever, you guys have to be. We have to yep. fill our cup and be healthy before we can self-care is not selfish. Yeah. No. And but it's, it's hard. not just like getting massages and yeah. pedicures. Yep. It's so much more than that. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. 
and just knowing knowing what it takes for you specifically to feel good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and healthy mm-hmm. because that's the way you can be the best for everyone else around you. Yeah. Then too. So it's a lot, but I don't know. I mean, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Worth this talking. Been, yeah. This yeah. I know. Good. So thank you for joining us yeah. tonight. This was like super fabulous. So how can people find you? Um, well, you can find me now. This is all now. I can't remember. Right here. <laughs> um, so my business is my private practice. I'm opening a private practice after 12 years of practicing um, in an educational system, doing therapy there with kids and families. I will have a practice here in Aurora, Nebraska. Can you guys tell where we're yeah, at? Okay. We say it. Yeah, we kind of know. Okay. I think they piece together at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then another location once a week in Lincoln, uh, Victress of Lincoln. I don't know if awesome. you guys, so it's a women's fitness facility oh, and okay. um, our wellness facility. Yeah. So they do training, strength training. They do a lot of like education on perinatal pregnancy, postpartum, menopause, perimenopause too, and then some youth stuff. And so they're working in, you know, they have um, PTs, they have acupuncturists, they have nutritionists, and then they wanted to add in mental health services for the the women there too. So, so I do am, you have a focus of what you're going to do there or just anyone? So I, my, I'm specializing in women. Okay. Um, and so whatever issues arise with that typically... Um, the women that I see are pretty high achieving women, perfectionists that might be struggling with, you know, some stuff in life or anxiety, you know, anxiety, a lot of, I see a lot of anxiety. Um, <laughs> we're all anxious. Yeah. I know. I can't all, even say are, the word. I'm so anxious all. about it. So anxious. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's a difference between being anxious and feeling anxious and actually having anxiety. Would you agree with that? Or do they kind of just come hand in hand? Yes and no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes and no. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's I know a whole what you no, mean. That's a whole nother. We, well, we, oh. can, we can do all of okay. that. Okay. We need yeah. to do a whole, we'll, we'll peel yeah. back the layers yeah. on Kaylee so, on that episode. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, I don't know, but that, okay. Yeah. We should. So specializing in women, okay. women's mental health issues, mm-hmm. um, families, and still some teens. I still want to see some teens because yeah. I think it's important as I work with moms and women and families that I know what's going on with those kids. So you can find me in Lincoln location. You can find me in Aurora location. And I also do telehealth um, services okay. too. So truth redefined. So truth redefined.com. Okay. All lowercase T R U T H dash like in a phone number. Okay. And then all lowercase redefined.com. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram now that we're talking about all this social yeah. media, right. I don't have a lot of posts because um, <laughs> right. I'm not a huge social media person. Nope. That's why I outsourced all it. that. Yeah. I outsourced it. Oh, I need to do that. Just yeah, outsource it. So it helps my, helps my yeah. mental. Yes. Yeah. That's truth redefined underscore. So truth underscore redefined. And then, yeah, at my website, you can email me or call or whatever. So awesome. Emily Haig, truth redefined counseling and coaching. And specializing Primarily in women. Primarily in women. Mm-hmm. Very yep. good. Yep. Very cool. I love yeah. it. Well, I feel like we also have come up with some new topics. Yeah. We'll have to add to season this three. This is like double the length of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? We, we probably should much. have done like a part <laughs> one and part two. Well, it is what well, it is. Well, maybe Whatever. can you cut it? Fine. Can you cut we it? We might have to. We might, we might have to we'll say, see. you know what? We'll, or just roll with the long one. Yeah. Well, I kind of like that too. 
not so bad every no. now and then. Nope. This is a lot of really great information. So thank you for being yes, with thank us. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you so much so, for having me. Do you love or hate this conversation? Love it. I, I love, love it. this conversation. I think it needs to be had more. For sure. Because you got you got to know it. Yeah. You love it. I you love, love this it. conversation. I, yeah. I could be here for another couple hours. I know. I think we could have more. I, we could have just kept well, going. We might. We, we might. Should. We might just do that and roll it over. So there we go. We'll just see. So until Thank next you. time. Thank Bye. you so much. Yeah. Thank thanks for you. coming. Thanks for listening. Be sure to head over to our Instagram at Nacho Fitness Coach and let us know how you feel about the topic. Do you love it or hate it? Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening. And if you like our podcast, leave us a rating. See you next time. You've been listening to Euphony Innovatives Sonified.